How's this sound, everybody? Is this, uh, this is my new spot for the time being? Going to get the lighting and everything down. This was, uh, I got to tell you, I really should have um, set this up before right now to get the lighting and all, but it's the preseason. We're working out the kinks together just like the Flyers. Uh, well, the preseason has started. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see much of that game. I uh, wanted to. Always like to see my boy Zamula play. Wanted to get a wanted to get a look at some of the new guys. I've heard Kevin Hayes was very good. Um, they lost, but who cares? Uh, you know, if Sean Couturier and Claude Giroux aren't in the lineup, I don't really uh, care about the outcome a little bit. But, you know, the guys are going to get some... Uh, get some time together and we're going to get a look at some players we really haven't got a look at yet. So that's really it. But I guess, well, basically really what I want to talk to you all about today, it's done. It happened just a few hours ago. Travis Konechny signed five and a half million over six years, uh, five and a half million per year through six years. Uh, seems like a fair deal to me. Now everybody is signed and accounted for. They got Provorov done, uh, few days ago, it was earlier than no, today's Monday, so it couldn't have been earlier this week. Uh, it got done last week, so we've got everyone. We've got everyone now. We've got a, you can go to Cap Friendly, and there's no annoying little UFA, RFA next to anyone's name. They all have contracts. I got to say, I think this was the uh, the highlight of Chuck Fletcher's um, of Chuck of Chuck Fletcher's offseason, getting TK and Provorov done, and getting them done for. What I'm going to call pretty reasonable prices. Um, everything sounds good. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, if people were concerned because uh, they didn't love the Kevin Hayes contract. I just to that I say, first of all, this is why players love free agency. That's the point to get overpaid. Um, second of all, your options were overpay for a guy or probably not have enough good players again. We've seen how that has worked. Uh, the Flyers have not had enough good players over the last few years, and because of that, they've been a not very good team. Now, hopefully, this solves the depth issue. We get a little bit more out of the bottom of our line. Oh, not even the bottom, out of the freaking second line. They might have a functioning second line next season. How nice would that be? Uh, but people were concerned because even, you know, Frank Saravalli, who, while he's a national guy, he's still one of ours, we feel like. He, he talked about, uh, you know, we probably overpaid by a year in six to 700K. If you're going to, like, listen, six to seven years from now, if we regret the Kevin Hayes contract, it ain't because of Kevin Hayes. Like, if seven years go by and we don't win a cup, Man, it's not because Kevin Hayes didn't work out. It's because the whole thing didn't work, you know? So, like, I'm just not worried about that. To get star players, you, or to get to get the level talent you need, you got to overpay. But there were people concerned about that. And I guess there's reason to be for a new GM on the job, the first movie makes. You're like, oh, you traded for his rights, and then you couldn't even get him to a – you know, a hometown discounter. He's not from here. He has no allegiance to here. He wanted to hit the market. He got what he thought he was going to get on the market. That's how you get free agents. Um, but, you know, the Niskanen and Braun stuff, it seemed like there were better ways to go about addressing what they did. But still, I think they hopefully fill needs. I think those two fill some needs. But uh, we'll see how much either of those guys has left in the tank. 
Um, I'm not sure. But, yeah, they've made some depth moves and a few things did, didn't work out. You know, Ryan Hartman, you look at that as the return for Wayne Simmons, and then he's not even – now he's not even here. You go, oh, what's this guy doing? But to uh, to get Provorov and, uh, and uh, TK done and to not blink, to not panic, to not – just go, okay, here's your big bag of money. Here's your seven years and your eight million. You know, to, to actually wait it out. Did everyone start to feel a little bit uncomfortable? I guess Provorov got done on Friday, the day camp opened, I think. And, you know, TK got done earlier today, uh, a few days into camp, the day they started the preseason games. Um, you know, I think this was a, a good a good way to cap off a successful, I wouldn't call it an amazing uh, off season, I think they got a decent coach. I think they filled some needs, but a successful off season, I think you can actually say uh, that Chuck Fletcher had, and I think he he wrapped it up today with the TK deal. Um, he's a regardless of what you think, you know, his ultimate ceiling is or whatever. At this moment in time, in my mind, Travis Konechny is a first line player. Um, I would love to get to the point where that's not true. Not That's not a knock on TK. It's just I would love to have amassed all the talent in the world and for all these picks like Farabee and Frost uh, to work out. But uh, Ratcliffe, you know. Um, but we'll see how that all turns out. But, yeah, I think that's kind of the crux of today's show is uh, – uh, what do you think? What did you think of the offseason? Now you've seen them on the ice for the first time. Granted, it's not the Flyers we're going to be seeing when the season opens up on that Friday at 2 p.m. from the Czech Republic. Remember that one. Uh, but it's not that team. But I think it's a um, yeah. I think it's a good a good place to get started. So what did you guys think of the season? Uh, answer that as I read some more of your comments. Uh, let's see. A little echo. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, I'm going to work on the echo. I realize I, I can hear it just in here. Um, I have something that's supposed to be killing it, but I'm going to do some more uh, before the next broadcast. But thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, let's see. Great sound from Elizabeth. So I appreciate that. Uh, that JVR Voracek Hayes line was exciting. Yeah. Uh, looking at looking at what those three can do together. Um, I, I, it's a lot like what we thought, you know, a JVR Patrick Voracek or a Limblom Patrick Voracek line could do. And they did for a little bit of time, but they weren't able to sustain it. But I think the, the JVR Hayes uh, Voracek line, Hayes brings some more defensive responsibility to there, some better play in the neutral zone, which certainly helps JVR. Uh, another guy who can help you create entries. And once you're, in the offensive zone, we know those three can forecheck and they can uh, create scoring chances. So I, I'm excited to see what that line can do together as well. Uh, Hayes was the best part of the game. I'm glad people have a good first impression of Hayes. A lot of people skeptical um, about exactly what he was going to be bringing to this team. Uh, did they overpay? We already went into all that, but... I'm glad people have a good first impression of what they saw from uh, the new 2C. Hayes looked good. Hayes looked great. Hard to push off the puck. I did see some of the game, and there was uh, just – it was just little stuff. He had the puck behind the net, um, wasn't even in full control of it, but used his body to shield the puck, uh, gain control, and dish to somebody else. Just little things that I think are going to uh, – we'll start to really appreciate when the season gets going. 
Uh, glad to see you back, Bill. Thank you, Michael. Uh, finally, we are back. Taught my two-year-old what Go Flyers means in the first period. That's good parenting right there. Um, why play Lion? Don't be boring. Let's see Sandstrom. Because it's the first game. It's the first game. Everyone will get time. I'm super excited about this year. I am. Uh, if you read my rankings, my uh, my power rankings on BroadStreetHockey.com, once the season starts, they will be a weekly feature uh, leading up to the season. I, I mean, how much can power rankings change from last Monday? From yeah, a Monday of last week to now, like nothing has happened. I was accounting for Provorov and TK, so like the Flyers' place isn't going to change. Probably move the Hurricanes up a little bit, but I'm still waiting to see what uh, other shoe drops there. Um, but I, you know, I, I think the Flyers are a playoff team, and I think they can contend for a division. But I'm reserving my super excited. I just need to see that this isn't the same old team first. Uh, I need to see that. I need to see that Carter Hart is going to be a, a very good goalie, like he was for the majority of his call up last year. I need to see that Niskanen and Braun, um, not even that they're still very good players, but that their presence can help unlock the untapped potential of whoever they're paired with. Provorov, Sandheim, I think Braun was with Ghost tonight. Seems like they're going to be a pretty steady duo. Um, so uh, that's what I'm looking to see before I my excitement really kicks in. If this team starts out 3-0, I'm off to the races without a doubt, but I gotta, I gotta get there first. You know, um, is that Provy contract the steal of the decade? I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I'm, you guys know I'm a Provorov fan. I'm skeptical of what his ultimate ceiling as a number one is. I know he's physically capable of playing the minutes, but being productive in them, we've seen him do it and we've seen him not, uh, in, I think it's a good, reasonable contract. Is it a steal? I, only time will tell if it's a steal. I certainly hope so. Without a doubt, I hope uh, he ends up being what we thought he was going to be. Uh, you know, it's just two seasons ago, you know, when he gets paired with Ghost and those two are off, uh, they have the underlying numbers of some of the best duos in the league. Uh, they're putting up points. Uh, Provorov's, you know, knocking in goals. It was a lot of fun. Last year, not nearly as much fun. Was he worried about the contract? Did he still have a lingering shoulder issue from the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know if any one of those things is true. I don't know if any one of them is more true than the other. I just, I'm waiting. It's a good, reasonable contract for Provorov. Um, he's probably at least a, a decent defenseman, and you're not overpaying a decent defenseman by too much if that's the case. If he's better, then yeah, it is a really good contract. Looks like a lot of depth with this team this year. Yeah, that was the concern. I mean, once you got behind, uh, you know, the JVR and, or excuse me, the Giroux and Couturier line, there just wasn't much there unless they were on the power play. You could literally put the five best offensive players out together. Um there just wasn't a whole lot there in, in terms of, okay, yeah, our third line's out there. What are they going to give us? Now I think with the addition of Kevin Hayes, with some of the youngsters taking a step forward, with some competition for those final four or five spots among the forwards, 
I think uh, I, I really think that yeah, the depth is there for the first time in a while. No more AMAC. What the hell are we going to talk about on this show? I don't freaking know. It's going to be a good time. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it won't be Andrew McDonald for the first time ever. A heavy second line, thick. I like it. I mean, you know, I you know, um, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't say that Couturier plays a heavy game, but he's capable of being a good physical presence, especially in the neutral zone. He gets to the net and stuff. Uh, but with Giroux and TK, you kind of know what you have there. They're perimeter players, and I'm not using that as a negative. They create a whole hell of a lot from the perimeter. Um, but, yeah, I am I am hoping that this Hayes-Voracek-JVR uh, line, man, Get pucks deep, get pucks to the net, baby. That's what the game's all about, right? That's what I hear every day. Can't wait for the season playoff time for sure. Peter, I man, I hope so. I know it's only been a year, but I missed some playoff hockey. I'm dying to just see the second round of the playoffs. Like, how sad is that? I'm not asking to go to the conference final or win a cup or anything. All that would be awesome. That's I hope that happens. But Jesus, get to the freaking second round. That's all. Like that shouldn't be the craziest goal. That should be that's an accomplishable goal, right? Like get to the second round. Feels good to be talking Flyers again. It does, Jason. Uh, it feels good to be talking to all of you guys. I get you know. Listen, I love Charlie and Steph and Kelly. I really do. But come on. First of all, you know I love talking to myself. And then the fact that people are listening, and then you get to contribute, and I can steer the conversation, you know this is what I love. I love all of you. It's great to be back. Seriously, this team is being built and has the potential to win soon, if not now. Hayes may or may not be the next big star, but this team as a whole looks good. Uh, that's the, like, I don't, it's awesome to have, have star players, but unless you get at the top of the draft, multiple years in a row, because that's what it takes. Listen, is Sidney Crosby awesome? Yeah. Would Sidney Crosby have these cups without Malkin? Uh, you know, Taves and Kane are great. Like, Seabrook, very good. Keith, without all of them, how far do they get? Uh, Keith was the second rounder, but the rest were firsts, I think. Um, you just need to sustain it so much. Uh, to be able to build a team with that kind of top-end talent. Uh, what I think this Flyers team has is the depth, like we were talking about. With reinforcements coming, That's maybe it's not this year, but in the next two to three, with the reinforcements coming and the maturity of the guys who are already here, I always thought this was kind of a, like, Giroux was going to be our host. That's what I always thought. Like, is he what he was in his prime? Probably not when we're finally there. But, like, with a great two-way center like Couturier, and then with the depth you have behind it and the youth so they're cheap, like, I feel like it's a very – it's a good combination. And, of course, Carter Hart. Anyone else here? McDonald and Fear Amac found his way back on the roster. Like right when I turned the game on, uh, I heard the name McDonald, and I was like, "No, wait, wait!" And then I was, "Oh yeah, different guy, different team." All right, cool. Uh, maybe I'm nuts, but I was pretty much on board with every move this summer. 
Hayes, Braun, and Niskanen all filled needs. Hartman was traded because the cap uh, came in 1.5 million light. Vigneault is a good coach, massive upgrade on Hackstall. Both Provy and TK got fair contracts that might end up being steals. Yeah, I, I think the, the thought of Braun and Niskanen, that's, yeah, in the hypothetical of just what do we need, okay, these two guys fit that. Whether they work out or not, different question. There's always reasons players fail, and it's not always on the GMs who bring them in. Uh, the idea of Braun and Niskanen is good. And the fact that they're not locked up long-term, the fact that they don't have huge cap hits, I think is a plus. Uh, their presence, I think, and what they're going to be able to do that helps uh, the guys they're paired with, these young defensemen, I think is even more important than what they, like, their individual stat line at the end of the season or whatever. Uh, Hayes, I was always on board with, like I said, you know, you overpay for free agents. That's why they want free agency. Uh, miss the game. Loving your long hair. Thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, it's it's getting there, guys. It is getting there. Uh, pretty ridiculous. Bill, sup from Wisconsin. Ray, how's Wisconsin treating you? I hope you're drinking plenty of Miller Lite. Uh, I have I have an idea. Hear me out now. Bring back bro him. Uh, that song has some great memories. I'm going to disappoint a lot of people. I don't care about the goal song. Um, you know what goal song is the best? The one you hear all the time. They could play I'm a Little Teapot. If they play it five times a game, I'm cool, man. Like, I, whatever, whatever, you know, I, I just... Well, the goal song. I want to hear it a lot. I don't care what the song is. I want the team to score a ton of goals. Uh, I think it was a good offseason. Ryan Renault. Uh, Money-wise, it was a little weird, but when is it not? We always do this, but we didn't uh, get one guy this offseason. We got key depth moves. Uh, got a phenomenal coach in Vigneault. He's a discipline-driven kind of coach. I mean, he worked with the Sedins. Uh, Hayes had a hell of a game, too. Yeah, I like the Vigneault move. I was a little, like I said, I was I was always going to be disappointed in anyone that wasn't Joel Quenville. Um, but a good point Charlie, I believe, made during uh, one of our shows right after we hired Vigneault or right after Quenville ended up in Florida. I don't remember the exact circumstance. But basically, not a lot of coaches have won cups in multiple places, you know? Uh, the fact that Vigneault doesn't have one, I'm not saying it's encouraging because, like, the best pre predictor of future success is past success, whatever the phrase is. But it's kind of like, um, you know, Ken Hitchcock. You bring in Ken Hitchcock, you're like, oh, he'll do it here. All right, maybe not. Uh, it, I, I think this is kind of... Um, I, I like it. The, the Vigneault move has really grown on me. That's what I'll say about Vigneault. I'll admit it. I have a man crush on Hayes. It's, this is a safe space, Jared.
from John uh, Carcitti. TK at practice tomorrow. All right, well, that's good news. Um, hey, Bill, Flyers hockey is back. Who's your pick for the third line right wing spot? Um, you know, it, it, it'll change throughout the preseason as I watch guys play more. Um, the Pitlick injury definitely makes things a little more interesting because uh, I thought, you know, we were kind of going to get shafted on that one there uh, just in terms of, okay, yeah, we're going to kind of have four fourth liners in our lineup, you know. Um, but I, I, I just – I don't think it's all that important who gets it to start the season because I think one of um, – one of our youngsters will get it by the end of the season, uh, whether that's, you know, Joel Farabee or German Rubstov, you know, remains to be seen. But I think there's just such a mix of guys who could factor into the third and fourth line that it's not the most important who gets those final four or five forward spots, um, depending on what, you know, depending on how the roster shakes out. I, Nolan Patrick injury, I guess, opens it up a little more, but I assume he'll be back at some point soon. Uh, he's at least doing a little skating on his own. It's not like he's in a freaking hospital bed or anything. So, uh, so we'll see about that. But right now, if I had to, like, if I really had to say, I would be like, I bet you Michael Roffle gets that spot, and we have a like NAK Lawton, whoever fourth line, you know. Where Lawton gets it, and we have, yeah, Vorobiev fourth line center, something like that. Um, that's that's kind of how I see that working out. Uh. Hey, Bill, do you think Sam Moran makes the club? I think he makes it, um, but I think he's like the seventh or eighth defenseman, depending on how we. Uh, depending on how we work the roster. Um, I don't think they want to put him through waivers, but at this point, like, I guess a team... We looked this up the other day. I think he has eight NHL games played. What is it? I think it's eight. I can't believe how good my Wi-Fi is down here. Samuel Moran. Yeah, eight games played, one in 2016-17, two in 17-18, and five in 18-19. So, yeah, I just don't like – I I guess you wouldn't want to put him through – I I think he's good enough to play in the NHL as a bottom pair defenseman. Hopefully this team is good enough that he's not one of our six best. That's what I'm thinking. Hart will start Tuesday's game. Well, that's fun. That's a good reason to. It's uh, a good reason to watch a preseason game. Carter Hart playing. Flyers are so deep they have depth at the head coach position. That's that's a good one. I like that. Welcome back to the post game, Bill. Thank you, Jay. Uh, Hart and Net, and we win that game. Yeah, I mean it's the preseason. I'm not. Yeah, everyone's rusty. Listen, I I've been tough on. Oh wow, just kicked the microphone. I'm gonna have to work something out here. I'm trying a new. I'm trying a new spot. I have this place I moved into last March. Didn't really have a post game place. Um, no, I'm just trying a bunch of different things. We'll we'll get this. We'll get this sorted for the regular season. That uh, 
that two that Friday afternoon uh, see, uh, regular season opener will be good to go. I promise. Man, Hayes can throw his ass around to keep defenders off the puck. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about his thick trunk all year. Steph always loves when I mention uh, players who have a thick trunk. Uh, so I think she'll like that a lot. But, yeah, I was encouraged by just how strong he looks because that's what – man, especially at the center position, um, something we talked about uh, on the show this summer, Flyers have good depth at center, if no, you know, especially if Nolan Patrick is – anything close to what he's supposed to be as your 3C um, with Couturier, Hayes, and, and Patrick. Um, but not it's not the fastest group of three guys. That's how I'll put it, you know. Um, but if they're, if they're able to use their size and strength, I think that's, that's an advantage, especially come playoff time. Who was the best young guy tonight? I got a bunch of texts about Igor Zamula. Uh, that could be my friends just know I love Zamula and wanted to text me about him because they knew I was working. Uh, but uh, that's who I, I heard a lot of good things about uh, Zammy, as I call him in my head sometimes. John agrees, says he thinks Zamula was the best young guy who was in a lock. I saw on the KHL Facebook page that Yuri Laterra had like a hat trick in one of his first games. I saw he definitely had a goal. I mean, listen, the dude played in the NHL. Did he belong there? Probably not. But in the lower league, I'm sure he's fine. Like, if he went to the AHL, I'm sure he'd be a decent enough AHL player. If he went to the Swedish league, I'm sure he'd be a decent enough Swedish league player. Like, he just wasn't very good at playing in the NHL. Most people on earth aren't. Like, it's not the biggest knock in the world, you know. He just was a bad NHL player. Didn't belong on our team. And someone posed it to me in a way uh, about Laterra. I love that I'm relitigating Laterra. But someone posed it to me in a way that I never thought about. I mean, I sort of did. Uh, but, the like... In the NBA, they make those kinds of trades all the time where you send, you know, we send Braden Shen, they send us back two draft picks, but just to make the salaries work, you take a bad contract. That's what Yuri Letero was. No, that guy gets bought out immediately in the NBA. <laughs> he doesn't, they don't even, they tell him, don't come to practice, man. They're like, you're not really on our team. You're going to get bought out or something. Like, <laughs> The Flyers did that. They made that move. It was a good trade. And then they let the idiot coach say, nope, he's going to play. Like, what the – my God. Ugh. Even, like, I – Haxtell, if someone just had put some rain – like, might have – listen, I just didn't like him as a coach, but, like, I – if someone else – like, if Hextall just exercised some authority over him – and was like, yo, man, you can't play Brandon Manning over Travis Sanheim. Like, he would have been better. Like, he'd probably still be employed, you know? Like, this team would be in a better spot, first of all, because, like, we wouldn't have wasted three-quarters of a season of Travis Sanheim because we had this freaking Brandon Manning infatuation. Like, Oscar Lindblom scratched. Hackstall's last night. Laterra played and Lindblom was scratched. Like, my God. 
That's freaking good. So, Chris Stewart, good or bad idea? I got to watch the fight first. I haven't actually seen the fight. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Man, I, I, I did a rant about this on the show uh, last week. Basically, like, listen, if Chris Stewart wins a job because he legitimately outplays everybody else, um, we might have a problem. But I, I'm, I'm tired of, oh, I want to see the young guys. I want to see, I want to win games. And if the coaches determine that Chris Stewart helps us win games more than somebody else, then I want it to be Chris Stewart. Um, how they come to that conclusion, you know, is a different story. Like, is he legitimately one of our – 12 or 13 or 14 best forwards or is he just a guy who's like yeah great veteran etc like uh, we'll see you know um but uh, if i'm being totally honest no i i don't want chris stewart on this team obviously with tk signed will the organization still be making remarks about getting on ice and catching up with system. I mean, he's expected to practice tomorrow. Uh, the coach was just being honest. A guy who isn't here is going to be further behind than a guy who is. That's just being honest. I doubt they would continue to say. I mean, I didn't take it as criticism of Travis Konechny. Someone asked, uh, Vino was asked how he felt about it. His answer was disappointed. I, too, am disappointed that one of our best players wasn't there. But that's the business of sports. I don't know what the deal with Patrick is. I've seen video of him skating on his own. Uh, we'll, I'll be talking to Charlie on Wednesday on the show. He's been at camp. Hopefully I get some time this week to go over. Uh, I haven't even looked at my work schedule yet, so I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'll be going over to camp at some point this week. Uh, but, I, you know, I have no idea how the dude got hurt on, like, the opening. Like, did he get hurt stretching? Like the open five minutes of camp. I had, I wasn't even awake yet. I'm getting texts about Patrick being hurt again. So we'll see. I'm pretty sure I was awake. But who's to say what's true and what isn't? Uh, who's the 3C with Patrick out? I mean, in my head, I'd move up Lawton. He's he's the uh, – I, I would say Lawton's the 3C. Um, I'd Like if we're doing what I think the regular season lines will be, it would be, you know, Lawton with Lindblom and who's ever left, and then you figure out the fourth line from there. But, um, well, I, it's competition. I'm hoping to see everybody get a crack at it, and I'm hoping to see the players who play best get the most ice time. I can see Haig on waivers. Um, I can't because I just think hockey men think he's good. I can see Haig getting traded, maybe not even for much. But I could see a, a situation where where he was traded, uh, maybe not waived. But I, because worst case scenario, the dude's your seven. I have no problem with Robert Haig as the seventh defenseman. I think that's a good spot for him. He's got NHL experience. He's not the freaking worst. Um, he can play the left or right side. I think he's a good depth defenseman. Uh, he's just not a guy. I think is in your top six if you're a legitimately good team. Um, but injuries happen, and it's tough to find a good seventh or eighth defenseman. He's been around. He knows the guys he'll be playing with. Uh, I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I, I would think you have a better chance of getting Moran through waivers than Haig just because one's an NHL player and one isn't. And that's strictly defined as has or has not played a substantial amount of time in the NHL. I don't know if Sam Moran's an NHL player 
actually, but he hasn't been to this point. What do you think about JVR and Ghost wearing the A tonight? I mean, senior members, JVR's, I mean, JVR's getting up there. What is he now, 30? And Ghost has been here since, I mean, Ghost has been here as long as freaking almost anybody on this team. I mean, who in the regular lineup has been here longer than Ghost? Drew, Couturier, Voracek, shit. Is that it? Scott Lawton? That might be it. So, how old is James? James Van Riemsdyk. James. You call him James. Uh, 30. Turned 30 in May. So, yeah, I mean, senior guy. Long-time veteran. All right, let's scroll down here. Oh, it wasn't that too many. I can... Zamula looked smart tonight. I fell in freaking love with Zamula uh, last preseason. I, I want to see some more of that kid. I'm, I have the game DVR'd. I'll get around to watching it tonight at some point. Um, really like the pace tonight. On top of the thickness, that Hayes line was fast. Definitely the standout. Myers and Zamula look great, too. Um, I'm all about, I can't wait to see what Phil Myers becomes, man. Uh, and if Zamula is the next Myers, pff, we got it made. Bill, why don't teams practice more and have actual camps in the NHL? Camp open Friday, and they're already playing exhibition games. Yeah, I, I mean, the veteran because the veterans don't play. We want to get some of the uh, – I mean, they don't play a ton. We want to see these guys in actual game situations, get them out there with some other real NHL players. I get it. There's – there's only so much that can be accomplished at practice, you know, especially for the young guys, so many of whom, you know, were playing tonight. Their camp opened up uh, 10 days ago with the rookie camp, so I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, game situations are how I want players to be evaluated. There's plenty of dudes who look great skating suicides, and then they get out there, and they're just not that guy. So, I, um, I yeah, ideally, I guess – you'd want a little bit more time, but we got a coach implementing a new system. We got a lot of guys who are trying to get up to speed, get out there, get something on film, and then let's go from there. Now you actually have, all right, this is how the other team, because when you're in practice, listen, it's all well and good. You can scrimmage all you want. Your opponents, they're also your teammates. Like they are practicing the same shit you're practicing. So now you see a team come in, actually react to what you're doing organically rather than know what you're going to do ahead of time. And now there's some film. You can sit there, put it up on the board, and the coach can go, all right, we did this. Now when we're doing this on the breakout and they pressure us this way, you can do this. And you actually have uh, some some a way to teach. So I guess uh, – I guess that's the that's the thought if I had to if I had to guess. Do TK improve his contracts? Uh, have any no moves? I don't think they're eligible for any of them. Uh, I don't believe either of them do. Maybe like at the end of Proveroffs, but I doubt it. I don't think either of them have any clauses. But I will give it a second look. I don't think they're eligible. Honestly, I don't think they've been in the league long enough. Uh, yeah, no, neither neither do, according to Cap Friendly. I don't think they are eligible. Is Patrick injury prone? I would say to this point, yeah. I mean, he was hurt when we drafted him. He's been hurt at every turn since, you know. He hasn't been able to really build any momentum. Uh, he's going to have to work hard to overcome the injury prone label, I would say. <sighs> All right, let's scroll down here. All right, guys. 
Bill looking very Chris Cornell tonight. I couldn't pick Chris Cornell out of a lineup, but I take it as a compliment. Thank you. Um, anybody else excited for Flyers behind the glass? Perfect year for it. It is. Uh, it's something we talked about when they announced it. Um, you know, I, I've been. I want to see. We got to know uh, Ron Hextall through his decision making. We got to know Dave Hextall through his decision making. Uh, we haven't. You know, we don't know Chuck Fletcher yet, I don't think. Chuck Fletcher addressed some obvious needs. We don't know Vigneault yet. We've seen him coach other teams. He was the Rangers coach for a bit. We've read about him. But I'm looking forward to getting a better understanding of the organizational philosophy. And obviously, like, mic'd up players is always fun. That stuff is gold. Uh, Jesus. the uh, I mean, the audio from the outdoor game last year. That, uh, that's the best part of the entire hockey season, in my mind, not just the Flyers season. Uh, just Travis Konecki yelling nonsense. Um, most of it didn't even make sense, but it was great. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting a, a, a better look at how the organization operates now that we are in as close to uncharted territory with this franchise as we've ever been. Um, yeah, Holmgren's still, like, around, sort of, but... Man, Ed Snyder's gone. Hextall's gone. The old guard, pretty much gone. Um, we don't know what this what this franchise is like yet, uh, and I'm looking forward to getting a, a, a closer look. And you know, they know the cameras are there. There's a certain amount of uh, everyone loves hard knocks, but there's a certain amount of hard knocks that you're like, all right, this is for television. Uh, and I'm sure that'll be the case, even though, hey, no soap operas. No goddamn soap operas around here. No soap operas. No soap operas. Bad soap opera. Bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I think it'll be cool. I, you always want one of your teams featured in these, right? No matter what, like, oh, I think it would be a distraction if the Eagles were on Hard Knocks. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I think it would be cool. If you're blaming Hard Knocks, you weren't good enough to begin with. So this will be, uh, be fun. All right, let's see what else we have left. Basically, the CBA will continue for another three years. Yes, I was uh, – I was. Uh, we've talked to some on the show about the collective bargaining agreement and how it affects the players, and I think the players have some legitimate gripes here. Um, they're going to want a new deal at some point. I think this uh, – but, man, as someone whose income is, is partially tied to people paying attention to hockey, um, it's good that – Next year, there isn't going to be a, uh, a work stoppage, you know. Um, sure, they could have come to an agreement before that if they reopened the CBA and it expired but uh, next September 15th, but they came to an agreement before that. That would have been nice, but that probably wouldn't have happened because this is the NHL we're talking about. Uh, there probably would have been some sort of strike or lockout. Um, but we'll see, you know. Um we have t- through 2022, I think, uh, now that the NHL has chose to, or the NHL Players Association has chosen to not reopen it today. The uh, the owners said on the, I think the September 1st was their deadline. They chose not to reopen it. So they're working on extension still. They're working on some things to, to sort out a lot of the issues. You know the Olympics are going to come up. You know escrow is going to come up. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different things, but hopefully they get something sorted out over these next three years so that hockey can continue uh, and not fall even further into the depths of niche sport that it is. 
because man, like cricket's going to overtake it at this rate. I know Chris Cor Cornell was in Soundgarden and Audio Slave. I just don't know what he looks like. Is what I'm telling you. Hey, Bill, more post games coming this week? Absolutely, there will be post games this week. I got to get this set figured out. I got to get these camera angles figured out. I got to get this lighting situation above me figured out. There is a lot to do, uh, and these preseason games are the best time to do it. All right, guys, uh, that's pretty much all the time I have for you tonight. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for joining me. Uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on Broad Street Hockey's podcast feed. Anywhere podcasts are found, just search Broad Street Hockey, hit subscribe. I would really appreciate it. And if you're into the professional wrestling, that's right, professional wrestling, well, do I have a podcast for you. It is called Smarks and Stripes. It's on the radio.com app. It's also available anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, it is hosted by myself, Bill Matz, as well as former WWE referee Kevin Keenan and Eric Turtle Golden. It is a really good show. We've had a lot of guests lately. I highly recommend it to all of you. Uh, but that's it. That's all I'm selling today. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for joining us. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.